Chapter 8 of Bonne Marie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Susanna Mason. Bonne Marie, a tale of Normandy and Paris by Henry Jeville. Translated by Mary Neal Sherwood. Chapter 8 Arrival in Paris. The next day, the sun had been up about an hour. The resplendent sky was flecked here and there by the fleecy cloud when the heavy Almondville stage, drawn by two sleepy horses, began the rough ascent of the road to Cherbourg. According to the old established usage, all the passengers walked up this hill. Bonne Marie alone sat still by the side of the conductor, a surly old animal. As they drove past the spot where she had last spoken to Chamlot, the girl could not repress a shiver of horror. Involuntarily, her eyes glanced over at the hedge, through which, on the same day, she had caught a glimpse of Jean-Baptiste's laughing face. He was there, but pale, and so changed by grief that he looked as if he had risen from a bed of illness. She waved her hand to him, and, absolutely without her own volition, her last glance was one of tenderness and pity. The conductor touched his horses at this moment, and the stage moved rapidly on with a great rattling of wheels, and Jean-Baptiste, after watching it disappear at the turning of the road, went sadly back to his home. He wandered restlessly about his house without being able to find any spot that pleased him, and at last went to his fishing boat and untied it from the stake to which it was moored. "'Why, it is low tide!' cried a crowd of mischievous, inquisitive urchins. "'Are you going crabbing in your boat?' Without paying any attention to this childish impertinence, Jean-Baptiste rode rapidly toward the open sea, and then put up his sail. Thanks to the wind which was favorable, he had gone far enough to the east at the end of an hour to catch a glimpse of the cumbrous yellow vehicle, creeping like a tortoise toward Landemere. But this consolation was his last. The stage disappeared among the trees, and the fisherman had nothing left to do but to amuse himself by casting his nets until the wind and the tide favored his return to Almondville. The curé had given Bonne-Marie several letters of recommendation addressed to ladies in Cherbourg, and the young girl herself meant to apply to her old teachers at the boarding-school, where she had been educated. With all this influence exerted on her, in her behalf, she thought there would be no difficulty in procuring some situation in Paris. As a servant, by no means, but as an under-teacher somewhere, as a governess in a family, perhaps, and after that... Well, the future was in the hands of her heavenly father. After two days passed in going from house to house, receiving excellent but generally most unpracticable advice, Bonne Marie went to the railway station and, with all the hesitation and timidity of an inexperienced traveller, purchased her ticket, and the next morning, after a sleepless night, arrived in Paris. After the bewilderment of the first hour, after the hasty breakfast swallowed in cremerie, the usual resort of coachmen and draymen, where her beauty won her for her several compliments, which seemed to Bonne Marie like so many stings of a lash across her face, the young girl found herself in La Rue de Havre, where the morning sun gilded the fronts of the high stone houses and shone on the balconies filled with flowers and vines. The rumble of wheels had in some degree died away, now that the hour was past for the arrival of the trains from the country. A gentle animation had succeeded to the crowd and a bustle of the earlier morning. Bonne Marie asked her way and went toward the Madeleine, timid and fearful, and yet with a hopeful heart. End of chapter 8. Recording by Susanna Mason.